What's going on? What's going on, family and friends? And welcome to another episode of Swag Keys with Mr. Charles and Coach E. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We have a special guest for today. Um, Vinton Terrell Wilder, guys. We got Vinton Wilder over here. And soon to be Dr. Vinton Wilder. How you doing, V? How you doing today, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm excited, and uh, this is probably one of my first podcasts officially live, and you guys got it live, and I'm excited. We got it live, baby. We got it. We number one, CD. Either way, it don't matter. The, uh, the goal is to help the kids. Help the That's children. what I love That's about my guy, here. man. Yo, so I've known Vincent for a very long time, and then Coach knows his dad. I'm here. How you know Vincent's dad? Oh, I know Vincent's dad from coaching at Hollandale uh, Powell Recreational uh, Park. Awesome. So see, we're connected in some way. We're always connected, guys. V has a great, great for a for-profit company called GBOD. V, can you uh, further explain your business, please? GBOD is Get Better Off Dedication. Uh, we are a youth basketball organization ran out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we service the metropolitan every, uh, area. We service children in the forms of uh, development, personal development, and some professional development as, and using basketball as a tool to navigate, uh, uh, you know, the field of life. And um, Get Better Off Dedication, uh, a.k.a. GBOD, was originally Get Buckets or Die. Uh, and this derives from uh, me being in the college, uh, junior college setting, and my back was against the wall, and I was stuck, and I had to get find a way out. And I kind of used this slogan, uh, "Get buckets or die," to get me out of uh, of, uh, of the trenches. So I, I want to uh, spread what I learned in the trenches, so I can spread it out to everybody else, as far as student athletes are concerned. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. See, we're always connected, guys. We're always trying to help the youth and help people in general. So, um, so V, let me tell you, ask you, yes. how did you end up in Nebraska? Uh, ended up in Nebraska because I went to junior college in Nebraska. And after junior college, uh, I ended up in Kansas City at Park University, which is in North uh, Kansas City, where I met my wife. And when, my, when I met my wife, uh, it was either moved back home in a crowded, uh, crowded situation back at home or uh, moved to Omaha in the house. So I decided to move my family, uh, her, me and my wife and our children to Omaha, Nebraska, where she's originally from. Awesome, awesome. So I, I hear you say you have kids. You got four, right? right? We have four children. I got a 15-year-old, a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. I ain't at 15 just yet. Thank God. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to get to the baby <laughs> step. I'm trying to get to the baby stage still. I got hey, a four and a six-year-old. I'm trying to get past that. Hey, listen, man. It's, and and the fifteen-year-old uh, girl. So I'm trying to break. I'm trying to break people's necks when they come looking. You ever seen Reggie? What's his name? Reggie from a uh, uh, bad boy. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, bro, I, I'm with you. I told myself, yo, coach. I told myself when my daughter, when my daughter is uh, when she talks about her first boyfriend or guy friend coming to the house, yo, I'm making no. that phone call to the village. I could have all the business. <laughs> the whole yo, I'm calling my cousins. We're gonna be we're gonna be marked up like we just came up from the village, bro. And like, who are you? Why That's hilarious. Oh, you're not wanted here. My sister will send you back, right? That's how I already have it all planned out. I said, whatever boy comes, he is gonna be terrified coming to your house. He's gonna think that we do voodoo. Yeah. 
Like that's how bad it's probably gonna be. <laughs> how bad. Yo, so um Coach D, do you have any questions for um for V? Yeah, I mean, I just want I just want him to elaborate on, you know, him. I mean, it's a great thing that he's getting his PhD. Like what what led you to keep going after your AABA masters to get your your PhD? Because I'm pretty sure you are not just an inspiration to uh your family and into into your business. But I'm pretty sure you're probably gonna be the first one in your family to get a PhD. Uh my sister's a doctor. And my, okay. and my uh, other sister is in law school right now. So nice. hopefully uh, I'll, I'll be the second doctor in the family. So and uh, after that, my uh, little sister will be. My brother okay. has a master's in uh, uh, coaching from Ohio University. So we come from a, a long line of education. We got more than probably about 70, 85 years in Miami-Dade school system combined. Uh, my family does between, I'm talking about generationally speaking, with my granddad having about 30 to 35 years and my dad having 35, 40 years himself. And that's not including my uncles and aunties that are uh, like uh, have education and that are deep rooted in education within Miami-Dade County. Um, I actually uh, uh, I am getting my degree because of that, because of my, my, my heritage and where I come from. And I understand education is how my family put food on the table for, uh, for you know, now two generations. So I'm trying to make it my the third generation. And uh, we kind of, my family, uh, we haven't been in real uh, leadership positions where I'm talking about as far as assistant principals and principals. Uh, and that's the where I'm trying to break the barrier. I'm trying to be within, within that realm, within that range. If not within the uh, you know, uh, assistant principal or principal. I'm trying to be uh, engaged in the school board, and I'm trying to be at the table when decisions are being made uh, for our kids. Awesome. We need another brother there. We need another brother that doesn't care about political aspects of of, of these kids, right? We need someone like you. Honestly, I've been for a very long time, guys, and we need someone like Vincent there who's going to be upfront and honest and really cares about what these kids really want and not just care about, hey, I need you to vote for me for school board again next year, right? And all my decisions are based right. on you re-elected me, right? Uh, we need individuals like that, guys. So Omaha, Nebraska, if you hear me, stand up. Vote this man in in the next couple of years when he decides to run for that, all right? When he doesn't run, please, please, I'll take it, I'll take it. We need him there, all right? Yo, so V, for those who don't know, um, Vincent's brother is married to my cousin, right? Um, and it's funny because they're like he talked about how their family love education. I'm Nigerian. We like that's our lifestyle is education, right? Right? Like we have the mm -hmm. like one um, percent of the world has a doctor's degree, right? Or oh, sorry, United States has a doctor's degree. Three percent of Nigerians have a doctor's degree, right? Wow! It just, it just tells you the stats. Like we we love education. And, V knows my mom and my friends. They don't play with that. Like, they don't play with education. And that's why I'm, I want to further my own. Wifey just got became a uh, wifey just became a, a lawyer. You know, now she's done. I'm shooting for my master's degree now in business. Right? Because I, I congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All, you. All the pressure's off my shoulders now. Now I, I feel like, <laughs> like if we made it. We out here, right? <laughs> we out here. And um, yo, like he, when he doesn't lie, he's not lying when he's saying that his family really 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 valid education because i saw firsthand with his with his uncle who coached us in middle school ball 
And we said, if you didn't have your grades, he gonna knock you clean during the signing period. If you're acting a fool, he gonna knock you clean during the signing period. More of the story, don't get called to the signing period, right? Just do what you gotta do fast, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the case. That's that's a, that's the more of the story. We uh, kids can't go through that kind of torture these days. No. So. He's in the administration nowadays. They, they just they just put him in the office now. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. So, yo, um, so, um, V, another question I have for you is, um, what made you want to work with kids versus doing like a whole, um, oh, you know, talking to like adults? Why? Like, what made you want to work with kids? Okay, this is a two side. This is a two. I have two two answers to this question. One. I left, I was an operations manager at FedEx after uh, graduation, after graduating with my bachelor's degree. After graduating my bachelor's degree, I went into uh, uh, logistics as an operations manager. And as I was going, I was just like, I do not love this. Like, I, I'm getting up, I'm moving boxes, and I'm not moving with a purpose. And... Uh, at that point, I started to look into other things. I knew, I always, I always knew I've been running from education for a while now. I was always the person that's like, I don't want to be a teacher. I, I seen my mama do it. I seen my dad do it. I do not want to be a teacher. But what I didn't take into consideration was that there's more avenues in teaching than actually being a teacher. So what I started to look on is the focus on is what what did I like and what was important to me? And uh, I started looking at, you know, basketball. I'm, I'm really, I'm decent at basketball. I'm pretty good at basketball. I did my thing. And I started thinking about how basketball and how I use that as a tool to help me move from place to place and to uh, 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 make myself relevant in that place by using this tool. So I wanted to, to create uh, something to help kids transition in their life wherever that need be. So I know basketball was the way that I knew how to do it. So I was like, well, that's where what I knew at an expertise level. So I'm going to attack uh, youth development or development like that. So I went to youth development and that's how it really started. So uh, then the other side of that is after when I started looking into uh, when I started looking into, uh, uh, you know, education, I started looking at nonprofits. And when I started looking at nonprofits, I started to uh, uh, shadow some members that I know within non nonprofits. And I knew exactly this is the exact place or this uh, within this realm, within the uh, the I, sorry if I'm babbling, the I predicament between, uh, you know, education and social and I wanted to kind of uh, 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 dabble in that area where I wanted to be uh, uh, teach traditionally things, but I don't want to be in a non-traditional set. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So that's why I decided to uh, look at things like nonprofits and for-profit businesses that uh, uh, service the youth because you know I I play in this realm and I like it and I love it and it's not too it's not I'm not. I'm teaching things that kids actually want to learn. And through those things that they're learning, they're learning life skills. Fact. 
Right. Cole, you got a question for me? I'm, so, right. I'm sorry if I'm babbling because I, I'm a no, talker. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. And, and that's cool because, I mean, we, we want to get our point across, but we want all our listeners to understand. If you didn't catch anything that he just said, the first thing that you need or you should have caught was he said he was working a job where he wasn't moving with mm, a purpose. That was powerful, yes. From that very moment, he knew he had to do something different. And it goes back to the saying of doing what you love and loving what you do. Yeah. Some people work jobs that work millions of dollars, but when they wake up, they're not happy to go to it. Yes. And that was very important to me when uh, making the decision from switching the logistics to uh, uh, quote unquote non-traditional education. Right. And I get what you're saying. You know, you you was trying to break the cycle because your whole family doing education so you want to go to a different path and, and and do something different and not just you know not just basically be just follow suit i don't i wasn't trying to follow right, suit right what and, i knew and, and, and that's everybody yeah. though that's not just you that's everybody you know uh it's called uh listen to the et uh podcast you know working blue collar jobs when jamal was saying his dad was a police officer his granddad was a police officer. His brother was a police officer. He knew that he didn't want to be a police officer like his family. Yeah. But yet he started off being a police officer. And after 10 years, he became a millionaire uh, with real estate, you know, and now he owned daycare. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it, it really is. It's, you got to move with a purpose. If you don't move with a purpose, there's no point. Then why are you out here? <laughs> why are you out here in the field? That's facts. That's, that's because facts. because people. But some people haven't found their purpose yet. Mm, that's the that's, problem. Yes. Some people haven't tapped into their purpose. It's, it's dead. It's still dead. They, they haven't put any batteries in it. They haven't gave it any life. That's facts. You know, coach. I do believe a lot of times our purpose, and this is how I believe God works. Right. Our purpose is always it, it's around us. It, it's, it's happening, but we're not we're not either mature enough. Or we're not looking hard enough, or or we're not just we're, we're trying to run from it, right? I honestly believe that our purpose somehow is around us from when we're young to when we get older. I'll give you an example. Um, through college, right? I, I like working with young people. I remember at my church, I was a part. Of, I was a part of the youth, and we had these younger guys that maybe like six of them. That it was about I would say four. I was five, four to six of them. And, you know, I, I took the opportunity to try to go call at them. You know, I knew a little, little, little bit about their background from their parents. They grew up in Miami Gardens. So parents kind of like try to get them in church so they should kind of like, uh, you know, run from run from Miami Gardens a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I used to always take them out, give them a phone call. We have game days. We'll just go out to the mall or something. Like, and this is, this is like an 18, 19-year-old me. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, not knowing that this is what I want to go forward. At that time, I'm like, yo. I need to I need to get my degree and make bank. You know what I'm saying? That that was my that was my thinking. But now <laughs> as I'm in my purpose and God revealed my purpose is youth, I can look back at that and like, yo, I can find different spots in my younger life that I was caring for these young people, younger than me. I remember I had a, yeah. a best friend, her, her, her brother was like 13, 14, getting in trouble in school, getting suspended, and I would, I would just drop the high lead and holler at them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But we don't yep. notice it at the time. So I thought it's there, but we won't notice it until two things. God reveals it, right? Yo, you're, it's time. You're mature enough. 
I'm going to reveal it right here. And I'm going to show you how you've always been a part of this, right? Or two, we finally decide to open our eyes and look for our purpose versus what telling people, other people. Sorry, we say it again. Um, we finally go look for our purpose uh, and not follow things that people are always telling us to go follow. Uh-huh. Right? You know, Nigerians tell you, you have to be a lawyer. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a pharmacist, right? You got to be the yeah. thing that that's our thing. But you know what? When I told my mom I was going to get my business degree, why are you such a disgrace? Why do you want to do this? Why you, Your dad is a pharmacist. I'm a nurse. Your uncles and all, all doctors and lawyers. Your sister's going to pharmacy school, right? Um, our sister is like a straight-A student. Why do you want to ruin your life, right? But this, and I thoroughly believe in this, when you do what God has called you to do, the people that are downing you are going to become your biggest fan at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to be mm-hmm. really on the end of the day. When they start seeing stuff move, oh, man, like this guy's starting. This guy right here. I, I always knew you. I said, Bob, stop lying. You didn't know. I knew you were going to be a success. I didn't know in what. I didn't know. You know? <laughs> and it's like, it's just the reality of it, you know? But you, you, you have yeah. to, like y'all said, move with a purpose man and and if yeah. you have yet if it has not been exposed to you yet you no know, if, if you look for it and has exposed to you yet be patient with time god is going to reveal for sure for sure it's a fact oh, you got a question from uh vince yes how long so how long what, what how, how did you make the adjustment you know coming from miami you know fast-paced city uh, and with majority of your family being here, how how long did it take you to adjust? You know, after you transitioned to college, you made the decision to move uh, to to Omaha with your wife and your kids. So, I've been out of my house since I was 17 years old. I left home and went to prep school in uh, New Mexico. You know what I mean? Haven't really looked okay. back since. Uh, like I said, basketball for me uh, to adjust. So, like, for example, when I went out of town uh, and I had to meet new people and meet new teammates in New Mexico, my where I first moved, uh, basketball was there to help guide me. You know what I mean? To help. Uh, so things. So right. I, I've been in basketball helped me be in position where I'd never been in before. So when I came to Omaha, it was familiar, you know what I mean? The feelings that I was feeling, everything was familiar, you know what I mean? When I moved here, uh, I know I didn't have basketball anymore, but I created my own youth basketball program, and from there, I started to meet people uh, from my own structure uh, of basketball, so you know what I mean? So, uh, I felt a lot of the feelings before uh, with basketball, so when coming here, it was easy okay. to transition because things were already, uh, I already felt the feeling. I already knew what I had to do and I already knew what direction I had to go. Okay. And how many years you had your uh, program uh, this is established? My, this is going into my fourth year. This is going to my fourth year. Okay. At first we started off as uh, basketball camps. Then we transitioned from basketball camps to uh, uh, basketball clinics and workshops. From basketball clinics and workshops, we went to uh, uh, having some teams and then uh, some select teams. And then from that, we, uh, or this past year, we actually did our first annual college road trip 
where we take a, a non-qualified student athletes to junior colleges so that they can uh, go through a workout and go through academic advising for uh, to see what what they needed to get done in order to qualify for that school. So, Dang, that's I, awesome. I actually I I want to expand on it, uh, but you know, baby steps. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to harness what I have now and, and grow that. You know what I mean? But with it growing that, I'm amen. Happy. You say amen. I'm so grateful and blessed that uh, God gave me uh, the ability to grow and give me the opportunity to grow so first off first and foremost thank him and thank him for giving me the opportunity to work with kids and do something i love to do every single day because if you don't love to do it every single day you're not going to have that drive to get up and get going uh because it takes right. it's a lot more right it's a lot right. more drive it's a lot more drive than it is uh 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 uh, what is it called? Instant gratification. There's not such instant gratification in this. This is all love of it and every and uh, <laughs> celebrating all small victories. <laughs> right. Your money. Your money ain't gonna match. Ain't gonna match your take passion. But God gonna yes, take care of your true. needs. Absolutely. God gonna take care of your needs. So I heard you say earlier when we first started the podcast. Um. You know, the first, the first statement. Um, what the first name you had for your business, and you said it, be, and you said that because you said when you was in college, your back was against the wall. Now, right. So now with these new new generation, who always seems like you know, oh, I gotta go D one, I gotta play this, I gotta play that, and nine times out of ten they gonna hit a wall, even if they mm-hmm. get to the college that they go to. How? What? What would you tell this new generation? when they feel like you know their talent is belittled or being taken away from them or you know they they don't have as much confidence as they as they had before they got to that certain place how would you how would you tell them to overcome besides you know oh i'm just gonna go back to miami and work yeah. for you know what i'm saying like not just giving up but you know what i'm saying you know taking it for what it is and you know, building on or whatever. What would you tell this new generation? Well, today? I would tell them to. Uh, there's nothing. Nothing comes easy. <laughs> nothing comes easy. When that. When I say that, that means uh, uh, nothing's going to be given to you. Uh, I would suggest before you go, before you put yourself in a situation to uh, put your situation that, to be recruited, that you make sure and do a thorough investigation on your coaches to see uh, uh, what's his, uh, you know, positives and negatives. You could do that through the internet nowadays, which is the technology era, or flat out, plain and simple, you can uh, possibly find his person, uh, a person of interest on his team through social media. So you, there's plenty of avenues that you can hit to understand your coach. That's number one. Understanding your coach and the situation that you're going into prior to you getting to that school or that institution okay uh two i would make sure that um i i took advantage of my opportunity uh when i with that being said like me for example i knew that there was no other way that i can pay for college than playing basketball so what i had to do was even though i had a, a sorry coach or i thought that was a sorry coach uh at texas a&m kingsville uh with 
even though I had a sorry coach, I knew I had to take care of business in order for my education to be paid for. Because at the end of the day, the basketball is going to stop bouncing. And it did stop bouncing. So I had to uh, take care of business in the classroom in order for anything else to be possible. For, for any transfers, for any transfers that I made, anything that I ever uh, had to do, I had to make sure I had grades first. Uh, because oh, that, that was the way I was eating. They were losing you a little drinking. bit, Vince. That's the way going I was going in and out. That's the way I was putting clothes on my back. That's the way I was getting shoes. So, Vince, I think you're going. Oh, my bad, man. Yeah, there sorry. Go ahead. I don't know what you. I don't know what part, what part you caught, but yeah, I caught all of it. You said that's how you know you was drinking, putting. Yeah, clothes I mean on your that, back, that's how. Shoes. I mean, granted, is uh. It's from, you know, from the school, but, you know, you paid your dues to get that stuff. You know what I mean? You you put in the work. Right. You put in the man right. hours to put that stuff. Nobody else put those man hours in. You know what I mean? Uh, so mm-hmm. I would say uh, know your coach, know your coach, know your system, know your program. You're doing this for uh, uh, monetary reasons to whether that be to finance your uh education and knowing that basketball it has a, a expiration date um or student athlete uh whatever sport you play has an expiration date you're not gonna play forever um uh, and that's really it yo i got one more i got one more question for you Charles. um and then we're gonna end it off here but one statement what one up big fella um first the statement part first and i want to let you know like the ball stopped bouncing for you but you know what it's in a different court in another kid's hands. Because the kid that you're helping right now, figuring figuring out um, schooling and then hooping, you know, you're doing a good thing. You're doing a really good thing. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. So the, Thank so the you. Ball, the ball is still bouncing, but it's in another kid's hands in another, in another court. Yep. You know, but you're there right next to him, right? Um, and then just My the role changed a little bit. Say it again? My role changed just a little bit. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yep. You, you, it's still bouncing. You know what I'm saying? But... Um, I want you to put your business cap on. This is a business question. Um, yep. It's actually, two questions, you know, if you answer two of them. The first question is, um, when you decided to do this, um, were the people closest to you supporting you? First question. And then the second question I have is, what is some of the trials and tribulations as a business owner that you went through? Oh, man. So when I first uh, when I first wanted to quit my logistics jobs at FedEx Ground, my wife was a hundred percent supportive. My family, my intermediate family, my mom, my dad, my sisters, brother, they were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "This isn't it, people." And as long and and the thing about it is, when my wife made made it okay. It took all the other pressures off, everything Amen. else off. When she when she gave the okay, so I would first and foremost lo- say, Nicole, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you for 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 trusting in me and and, and giving me the confidence I need to uh, to pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, your your la- your next question was, uh, uh, what was that? The second question is, what is what were some of the trials and tribulations? Um, have that you went to as a business owner? Oh man, 
the first and foremost thing was the first thing was first thing and the, the one I really just want to focus on is that I cannot do everything by myself oh whew. hit the soul right there say it, it again say it, it takes again. a team it takes a team to accomplish anything that you want to accomplish it took Michael Jordan LeBron James Kareem uh, uh, it took all of them to have a whole team in order to win the championship. It takes me, it, all of them were stars within a team concept. So uh, you can't do everything by yourself. You need to have and you need to be able to delegate certain things to people that have expertise within those uh, within those things that you need. You know what I mean? So uh, based that that that's one huge one right there. I because I would sit, I would spend, I would spend hours trying to, uh, trying to have on, have fifty different hats on, and wasn't good at none of the fifty. You know what I mean? Well, I think Floyd Mayweather Mayweather said it, said it real clear. He said you're, you're a worker of many, but a master of none, right? Yeah. And and um, you know, Coach C had to make me realize that same thing. Cause I was trying to do everything. And I'm like, coach, how are you doing? How are you doing? Well, how are you? I'm trying to pick a brain. See, I got a team now. It's easy. Yes. I got a team now. Yeah. I can rely on them. I'm like, but nobody wants to get to shit. Don't worry about it. When they come, they come. And when it happens, you're going to see how much easier it gets. You know what and I'm that's, saying? That's my hardest part is trying to duplicate me. And that will never happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to find somebody that that I can duplicate that thinks the way I think that, and the thing about it is, if you have somebody in your program that thinks the way you think to a T, they can't do nothing for you anyway. They can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. They can't. You know, you, you need that that that. When it comes to thinking about new ideas, you need diversity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need different. You need different thoughts and ideas. A hundred percent. So V, yo, thank you, thank you, thank you for. For coming on, Coach, you want to say anything? Coach C, Charles, thank you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate your story, man. I hope, uh, well, I know for sure this story is is going to touch many lives that will be listening to this. And, man, I'm proud of you. Keep going, black man with a PhD. I'm trying. I'm trying. I appreciate you guys. And uh, keep pushing, uh, pushing our youth towards their their own greatness because nobody else is doing that uh nobody else is doing that and and i i really appreciate you guys for having me on no thank you so much bro we appreciate you yo we're gonna have you on again and the next who knows by then gbod is gonna be a household name everywhere you go is gbod yo are you going gbod today i gotta go man coach gonna kill me you know, I gotta go. <laughs> you feel me? We gotta go. I gotta go. We gotta go. Yo, until next time, guys, it's been Swag Keys. Peace.